Welcome back to Far From Perfect. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today we have the pleasure of hearing from Dr. Jennifer Horton. So Dr. Jen is a physician. Like she went to medical school. She has 16 years of practicing traditional healthcare. But in that time, she saw her days were spent just putting out fires and giving out band-aids, right? Just totally in reaction mode. So much of what she saw every day in her patients was actually preventable or at least modifiable by diving deep into meaningful lifestyle modification. So telling a woman to manage your stress and lose weight and eat healthy without the actual how and the why seemed incomplete to her. So in 2016, she began to explore a more holistic approach through functional integrative medicine. So this, this is an individualized patient-centered science-based approach that empowers patients and practitioners to work together to address the underlying causes of disease and promote optimal wellness. So I have actually been working with Dr. Jen for the last six months or so, and I've known her for much longer than that. She is a monthly guest speaker in our VIP community, and every time I speak with her, I learn something new. She is so knowledgeable and so helpful when it comes to women's healthcare. I mean, everyone's healthcare, but specifically women's. In this episode, we are talking about number one, why I reached out to her and how she has been helping me because I knew I needed to talk to her because my family doctor, I knew they wouldn't be able to address the concerns that I had. The second thing, we talk about the importance of sleep. Why is sleep so important? You hear me say probably at least once a week, you need to be getting seven seven to nine hours of sleep per day. But why is that? And how can you start to get quality sleep in that time? And that just led us into a conversation about alcohol. And how does alcohol fit in? What is it actually doing to our bodies, to our brains, to our guts, to our weight loss efforts? And then we also talk about how so much of what we can do to feel better and then in turn look better for those of you that do have weight loss goals, physique goals, comes down to lifestyle factors. She will prescribe um, supplements and things of that nature, but all the supplements in the world won't do a thing if you're not focusing on all of the other lifestyle factors, sleep, stress management, meditation, moving your body, and all of that. So this is a super, super informative podcast. Make sure you find Jen on her website, drjenniferhorton.com. I'll put links to all of her stuff in the show notes. Enjoy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today, we are joined by my friend, our Live to Get Lean friend, and my current doctor, Dr. Jen Horton. Dr. Jen, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Kylie. Super excited. I am so excited, too, because Dr. Jen, uh, she's so gracious with her time. She speaks to our VIP community on a monthly basis. She's such a wealth of knowledge. 
Um, and I've been wanting to get you on the podcast forever because you, I feel like you could talk about just about anything. Could you give everyone just a little insight into your background, uh, what you do now and how you got here? Sure. Yep. So I'm a family medicine doctor by training and I'm going on my 19th year in practice, which is kind of crazy. I think I've been doing it this long and, um, you know, family medicine, we treat the whole person. We treat the whole family. I mean, initially I delivered babies early in my career, but I was used to taking care of families and the whole spectrum of health per se. And I, I loved that. I loved learning all of those, those pieces of health for people and really trying to keep the big picture in mind when I was taking care of the patient in front of me. Certainly as a female physician, I, I drew a lot of women, female patients to me. Um, so, you know, women's health quickly became kind of a mini area of expertise for me. It, it's what I, you know, was seeing on a day-to-day -day basis. But I found wherever I worked, whether it be, you know, I initially started my first practice in Flint, Michigan. My husband and I then worked for Mayo Clinic Health System in rural Minnesota and then came back to Colorado in 2014 and worked in a more metropolitan system. But the bottom line is wherever I was, often people wanted holistic answers. They wanted something more than a pill, a pill for every ill. So that got me early on really trying to figure out um, what other options I could give folks. So fast forward, um, 2016, I was introduced to the Institute of Functional Medicine. Many of you might know Dr. Mark Hyman. He's, you know, kind of the poster boy face, the physician who, who I think really popularized functional medicine. And I quickly began to just do lots of continued medical education and see that, oh my gosh, this is like the whole, the paradigm that fills in all those holes. You know, I felt like I was doing a little thing here, a little thing there, all kind of interspersed in a fast 15 minute office visit. And to me, you know, functional medicine and what I learned um, through that certification really tied everything together. And ultimately by 2019, when I left the conventional medical world, I had just tired of, you know, putting out fires all day long. I mean, there's a time and place for conventional medicine, but I just felt like um, I was just kind of giving out quote band-aids, you know, literally, literally and figuratively, I guess. And to me, that's when I just realized, you know, I cannot keep this a secret. I need to have, you know, a platform and a way for me to share this, you know, in a way that's meaningful and that works because you just can't squeeze it into the, the last three minutes of your annual exam type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's how I got to this spot. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I'll be straight up honest with everyone. I am so bad about making doctor's appointments. Um, I, it's just, it's really hard for me and, but there's nothing wrong with me. So I don't make it a, a point to like go to my annual physical or see my general practitioner. But the more I learned about what Dr. Jen was doing, I was just more intrigued as to how she could help me, like a relatively healthy person, get even better. Now, I reached out to Jen at a point in time when things seemed to be fine. But right before I started um, working with her and like submitting all of my tests, I noticed something was off with me. I knew something was off because I had gone from like living in maintenance to starting a caloric deficit. And not only did I not lose any weight, I started to gain weight. So I was going in the opposite direction and I didn't realize it at the time, but I was, I was losing hair, like a significant amount of hair. And I wasn't putting two and two together. 
And so when I started working with Dr. Jen, she helped me get to the bottom of, okay, what is going on? So with you and I, we did um, a GI mapping test, right? Yes. GI effects. Uh-huh. What else did we do? I can't all remember what we yes. did. We did um, a salivary cortisol and DHEA to just look at kind of your stress physiology on a quote, typical day. And then we also did an ion panel on you, which looks at organic acid. It's sometimes called uh, the oats test and also looked at because of what you do um, for a living and just how you take care of yourself. I really wanted to look at more at your nutritional markers. We looked at amino acids. We looked at micronutrients. We got a really you know, a broad picture of, of your starting point, because like you said, you know, you're, you're, you're very typical patient that I often see that you're overall healthy, feeling good, you know, and really, you know, you don't have a quote disease and, you know, nothing really major is going on, thankfully, but how do we, like you said, get to the root cause of really, where is your, you know, where is your hidden inflammation? It's all, all comes down to inflammation. Is it stress? Is it gut? Is it some type of nutrient deficiency? Um, you know, and then how can we, through the, the testing, you know, really then guide you as to what you should be doing. You know, I'm, I'm all, I often say, you know, it's, we test and not guess. Yes. Well, and I forgot also to mention right before this too, like before we got all the results and everything, my PMS symptoms were like through the roof. I was super ragey, super mood swingy, the breast tenderness, all of these things, which you know, I would occasionally have some PMS symptoms, but it got to this point where I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm sorry, I bet I am no fun to be around right now. And so through you running these tests and analyzing them and helping me find where I am deficient and what I'm lacking, I, I mean, I don't presume that everyone would be have a quick turnaround like myself, but I started to feel better within the month. My, mm-hmm. I remember my next cycle, I didn't have those mood swings my hair stopped falling out quite right. so much. Like I would notice in the shower, you guys know, like those little, you know, my husband's like, oh my gosh, Kylie, I have to clean the drain again. I was like, I don't, I'm sorry. What can I tell you? But that's not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. And I lost, it's it's not that I lost a significant amount of weight, but that inflammation that I was holding onto my body, it went away. My weight stabilized again. And there's no way I would have known this, Jen, if I had not worked with you like you there was something off with my mitochondria right yes you actually had um a pattern where your mitochondria we call it kind of hypometabolic where they're all kind of on the lower end of the spectrum which again you would think somebody like you you know you're eating well you're exercising moving you know doing all the right things but it's it's almost a kind of a sign of stress to your physiology that that, you know, and this could have taken place over the last, you know, few years, even, I mean, this doesn't just happen overnight. It just showed that your mitochondria were just kind of a little sluggish, so to speak. So, um, yeah, so we supported that. I mean, the other thing that I start with every single patient is just stress physiology support, because I think that's how you start to see early and quick wins. Mm -hmm. And also your body can't heal. Um, you know, if, if we're in this chronic revved up, you know, sympathetic state that just kind of tears us down. So again, PMS is going to be worse. You're not going to lose weight. Even hair loss is going to be an issue if that stress physiology isn't right. So, um, the other thing, you know, I think somebody like you, who again, is already doing a lot of the right things. I think you, you just, your, your momentum just picks up a lot quicker 
than maybe somebody who's really been sick for a while and inflamed. They're going to start to see early wins, but it might take them a little longer than somebody, you know, who already, you already have all the lifestyle pieces, you know, lined up. And I think I said this in your last follow-up that you're like, you know, an ideal patient because we can just sort of take, you know, the foundations, which you have, you know, locked in and we can now upregulate those and really make, make this a great synergy with the protocols by understanding what your labs look like. Yeah. Well, and again, to your point, like there, well, to my point, <laughs> there is no way my regular doctor would have had this insight, right? There's no um, way. No. I mean, <laughs> they would have probably, you know, checked the thyroid. And again, you, by the way, you, you did do some conventional labs first. Yes. I'm not just saying that we just ignore all that, but right. all those were fine. Your thyroid is fine. Your you CBC, your chemistry panel. Um, I think we even checked some testosterone. I mean, all, all the quote normal labs were fine. And so, yeah, your doctor probably would have said, you know, work on your diet, sleep, you know, do you want to take some Prozac for the PMS? Yeah. You know, um, they just, again, those are the, the holes in conventional medicine start to show up a little bit. Well, and then like you do recommend supplements and I did get on the supplements, but you are also big on the lifestyle factors. Like yeah. meditation was one of the things that I was prescribed to do. Right. So what are the lifestyle factors that you address along with all of the other stuff like that most people could be focusing on? Yes. Um, and you're right. I absolutely, I, I treat meditation like I do a supplement. Um, I mean, to me, it's the glue that kind of holds, um, holds the thing together and what will keep this going afterwards because yes I use supplements yes initially some of the protocols are pretty extensive so it's not I don't want to give you know have you be on pills forever I want I want to correct what we're seeing on the labs I want to lower your inflammation I want to help you feel better quicker right so we kind of move the the dial along with that but yes in terms of you know the lifestyle the main pillar is absolutely figuring out, you know, how you can take care of your stress response, because it's never going to, you know, stress will not go away. It's always going to be a factor in your life, but you get to decide how it affects you, right? What choices do you make? What do you say no to? What do you say yes to? How do you create this quote pattern interrupt that my meditation teacher, yeah. David G always talks about. And, and one of the ways honestly is, is meditation and breath. You know, I really work work with patients to help them figure out, you know, what is this beginning of your day look like? What is the end of your day look like at the bookends of the day that I think I'm spacing out that the author who's talked about that, but um, it's not Cal Newport, but it's another guy. I think it's Darren. Matthew, Hardy. is it Matthew? No, he's a sleep guy. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Walker's a sleep guy. Yeah. Um, I think it's Darren Hardy. This is the book. Okay. End of the day. So anyways, looking at, you know, where can you, again, it's all about managing the stress. Where can you kind of fill up your cup, so to speak? Mm -hmm. um, so really that, that stress bucket is, is crucial from the very beginning. And then of course, you know, we're looking at diet. Everybody comes to me from a different place. Sometimes people need, you know, more of a therapeutic diet initially, but, you know, we're really looking at using food as medicine and helping to lower inflammation. We're always coming back to sleep. Um, again, if that's a major red flag for people, we want to work on that from the very beginning, because again, the body will not want to heal detox, et cetera, if it's, um, tired yeah. and then movement, you know, again, that looks different for everybody. Um, sometimes people, you know, they, they need to actually do less in terms of workouts when they first come to me, because they've actually kind of overstressed their body. But, um, you know, obviously movement is one of those, those pillars that needs to be incorporated. 
And then the last piece is just, you know, connections and relationships, oh, yeah. you know, with people that you love and, um, you know, hobbies, having fun, you know, that bucket as well. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the work and what we need to do, you know, we forget to sort of, you know, take care of ourselves in that way as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I see that, you know, I see that in myself. I see it in the women that I work with as well. A lot of them are really good at it. Um, but then it's hard. I think as entrepreneurs, like it's hard. (laughs) Well, two notes on this. I also just got my husband. He just signed up to do his like initial talk with you or consultation, Jen, (laughs) last night. He and Brooklyn stopped at the gas station and Pat got a Slurpee and I will never food shame anyone, but I was like, did you get a Slurpee? He's like, yeah, small. And I go, I can't wait for Dr. Jen to tell you (laughs) what you need to do. And it's not going to come from me. (laughs) Yeah. You can't, you can't be a prophet in your own land. (laughs) No, you know, (laughs) but so that sleep, you mentioned the importance of sleep. And this is one thing that I really wanted to talk to you about because I talk a lot about sleep and one woman that responded one day, like, I know, I know I'm supposed to be getting more sleep, but like, I can't. So if that's not helpful, like how can I get better sleep and all of this stuff? So can you start speaking to the power of sleep, why it is so important? Yes. And I'll just give a shout out to that book, Matthew Walker, um, yes. PhD, Why We Sleep. It's a great um, read or listen mm-hmm. about, you know, why you need to sleep. I mean, the short answer is, again, I think we're more sensitive to it as we get older, but our body, you know, to repair, to detox, um, to detox our livers, even to detox our brain, you know, so much important kind of cleanup, so to speak, and rejuvenation happens when we sleep. And I think we, our our culture definitely doesn't honor sleep. And especially with, you know, screens, devices, artificial light that just totally screws up our whole circadian rhythm. And melatonin levels, melatonin levels are going to raise when it gets dark. So if we're constantly with all this crazy light, those melatonin levels get suppressed. And that's kind of then the beginning of sleep dysfunction. I mean, often it's not just one thing, you know, it's, it's lots of poor, what I call sleep hygiene habits that kind of stack up over time. And you just kind of get in this, you know, sleep rut, so to speak. So again, your body, you know, will not want to lose weight. will not want to be happy. Your energy won't be good. Um, You'll probably have, you know, cravings. You'll just sort of just be on this never ending loop if you just can't get ahead of sleep. I mean, it's one of those things you just can't skip. I mean, you know, food, you know, sleep, movement, you know, you you need to take care of those pillars um, and and sleep, especially um, I just think has, has become very undervalued in our society. I think as women, you know, you know, maybe things started to get off once you had kids and kids who weren't sleeping and then working and, and you sort of just get used to, to going without very much, or often what I hear from patients, like in the evening, it's like their only kind of me time, you know? And so they don't want to go to bed because they need that break, which I totally get. But, um, you know, eventually that just, that catches up with you and you really can't, um, you can't really go back and fix that sleep deficit. I mean, so the sooner you can get ahead of it, the better. Yeah. I was going to just say that too. Like I hear that from clients too, that time, like at 10 o'clock to 11 is the only time they have to themselves or 11 to 12, but then they end up only getting five hours of sleep because they have to get up 
to go work out or start, get the kids up for school. And like you said, it's just this never ending cycle of trying to catch up and naps won't do it. Like a nap in the afternoon, isn't going to make up for only five hours of sleep. Probably not. I mean, it's probably better than nothing, but you just want to make sure then that nap doesn't screw with your evening sleep, you know? So it's, it's a back and forth. Um, you know, often people have a lot of issues with like, you know, memory, focus, concentration. And, and so when you sleep to the detox issue, you know, you, your, your body goes in and cleans out all these quote tangles and these tangles can be, you know, over many years could be a precursor to like dementia, for example. Mm. Um, so it's, again, it's just so important, um, you know, that you get that deep sleep so you can just, you know, clean out your mind, clean out your body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also I'm just going to give a word about not eating right before you go to bed mm-hmm. again, because you want your body to be able to rejuvenate and detox. If, if you go to bed with a whole bunch of food, now all of your energy and resources are going there, which then what can happen is your blood sugars can start to fluctuate and that can wake you up, yeah. you know, for example, um, and then throw off your sleep even more. It's so true. Um, you know, I wear this aura ring and while we do eat dinner kind of late, if I eat later than normal, like if I'm eating at nine o'clock at night and then go to bed at 10, it totally messes with mm-hmm. my sleep score. I can see it yeah. in the quality of my sleep. So I'm very mindful of that now. How, yeah. what are some other things that people can do to help improve the quality of their sleep? You mentioned like getting natural sunlight, not so much screen time, not eating right before bed. What else? Um, I mean, I will say meditation practice. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, usually, and it's ideally, well, number one, if you're just starting with meditation, do it when it works for you and when you can be most consistent. But I think probably your biggest bang for your buck, especially the downstream effect it might have on your sleep is actually doing it first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, exercising is important, timing that appropriately, because sometimes too much exercise or, uh, you know, certain types of exercise right before bed can rev you up. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about food. Um, and I would just, again, thinking about what your wind down routine looks like, you know, even if, you know, I get it, you've got kids, all the nighttime things you're doing, um, with family, but even if it's, you know, 10 minutes where, um, you have some quiet time to yourself, you know, I would say screen time, at least one hour off before bed, at least sometimes two, um, Does that include the television yes. asking for a friend. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, a lot of people go to bed with the TV on and that's still potentially disruptive. Yeah. Um, So yeah, just trying to have some type of wind down routine Mm -hmm. that you can just get your brain and your body used to, because then this, you you get this consistent signaling that it's time to relax and time to time to sleep. And then over time, you know, things just kind of flow from there. So, um, I love that you said it's the, the, the signaling, because we talk a lot about everything we do with our nutrition, with our training, it's all sending a signal to the body. So if the body's not getting the signals, like if you're looking at your work email at 10 o'clock at night, that's a signal that it's time to get up and go and like put out fires, not sleepy time. Yeah. Um, One other practice I like right before bed is like a yoga nidra or some type of guided body scan. I mean, that's super nice. Um, You know, there's some different supplements you can use, but again, it's, you're not going to supplement your way out of crappy 
you know, choices and rhythms, right? But, right. you know, melatonin might be appropriate, GABA, L-theanine, those are some things that kind of come to mind. I mean, the other thing is too, you know, looking at what your adrenal physiology looks like, because sometimes I'll see people's, you know, um, cortisol curves where their cortisol is just like, should be lowest right before bed. And it's like the highest or, you know, wow. zooming up. So then there's actually some things we can do to start settling that down. Um, you know, certainly the lifestyle things as well, but, um, often I, I see that happen a lot. Um, and of course, you know, if it's things like hot flashes or some physical issue, you always want to, you know, tend to that, you know, make sure somebody doesn't have sleep apnea or chronic sinus issues. Um, and, and work on the hot flash piece as well, because I know that can sometimes be the beginning of, of women's sleep issues and perimenopause. Yeah, does not sound fun. <laughs> not sound fun at all. Well, and then things that are not going to help our sleep. That's a perfect segue into alcohol, because yeah. just like people love that, like hour before bed, instead of going to bed, they just stay up. They also like a glass of wine or two to help them fall asleep. Right. So can you, can we start having this conversation about alcohol and what it's yeah. doing to our system? Yeah. Um, again, very common. And again, I think it's something that might, we feel works for us mm -hmm. and we can, it doesn't really affect us maybe earlier in life, twenties and thirties. But I think as the clock keeps ticking, um, it catches up with us a little bit and, and absolutely, you know, it has a, an initial slowing and relaxation effect on your central nervous system. I mean, that's why people like to drink. Yeah. Um, but especially as we get into our forties and fifties, what can happen is it, it doesn't allow you to get into that deep REM restorative sleep. Mm -hmm. It also, you know, very commonly, um, and I don't think people realize this, you know, it's messing with your blood sugar. So even if you don't have a quote blood sugar problem, pre-diabetes or type two diabetes, the, the surges of sugar that are happening when you drink whatever it is, and then go to sleep, you know, things are really high with the sugar, then they plummet and that plummet can disrupt your sleep, wake you up or just, you know, you know, you just don't get into that deep restful. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of tossing and turning because of the alcohol. And again, so common in the forties and fifties. And then I can see that having a trickle down effect on making hot flashes worse. And it just gets to be this vicious, vicious cycle. So, you know, alcohol, you know, there's really in women, there's technically no quote, hundred percent safe amount, even one drink a day we know has been associated with increasing risk of breast cancer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, nobody should be drinking for quote health benefits. You can get your resveratrol and antioxidants from other your food and not your red wine but um cheers I, to health <laughs> yeah I don't want to be and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer because right. I like also wine too but it, it just can't be an every night thing and I think yeah. that it's an every night thing I think you need to ask yourself why is it an every night thing and then you know start to see what are those ripples it's having you know on your belly you know on your weight on your sleep on your mood and 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 then what happens is you just you know I see women then go back to it because they're tired or they just had a hard day and, you know, and then it, the cycle just keeps on going, but, um, it absolutely is going to affect, you know, our sleep uh, amongst other things. Well, yes. Yeah, speaking of, I, I don't, they don't feel like hot flashes. I don't know if I know I've experienced that, but I will say I do get hot at night after I have had alcohol. And that's one of the reasons my sleep score goes down, I think, mm -hmm. but it's like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it's just 
I'm just hot. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, then also, can you speak to the effects that that alcohol has on our gut microbiome? Yeah, it's, again, multiple ways. I mean, it's inflammatory in general. Um, it's messing with our blood sugars. Um, when we have higher blood sugars, we then have higher insulin levels because you need insulin to kind of insulin is the hormone that comes in to try to get the blood sugar to go down. So it's not, you know, floating around in your bloodstream, mm-hmm. but it starts to then you get into the cycle of, of just general inflammation, which starts to kind of feed the bad bacteria, so to speak. And so you start to get this imbalance, um, of bad bacteria. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, we can see something like leaky gut where the, you know, the barrier of the gut is, is inflamed and paired and things start to seep through and, and that starts to then kind of inflame us further, um, also overwhelm our liver a little bit in terms of detoxification because it's just seeing more quote bad stuff come through. So it's just, you know, setting the stage, you know, to me, I would look at alcohol. It's like sugar, yeah. you know, it's just feeding the wrong things and it's just going to kind of potentially fan the flame of inflammation that often is going on in a lot of people, um, regardless, you know, by the, regardless if they have quote gut symptoms or not, you can still have, um, have inflammation showing up on the functional medicine gut lab testing Yeah, without having kind of irritable bowel syndrome or something like that. Sure. You know, and as, you know, as you think about just regular people, just regular people, like your neighbor, the people you see at your kid's school, I feel like if people could focus on these two things, that they could really make some progress in how they feel and, and how they look. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, these I mean, are big rocks. <laughs> yeah. They're huge rocks. Uh, might, you know, take some time to move, but yeah, they can really open up a lot of positive changes when it comes to lower inflammation and just, you know, improving the common symptoms, you know, people have, you know, their weight, their low, they're tired, mm-hmm. their mood, you know, wow. can't sleep all those things. Well, speaking of the gut, we recently had someone ask us, well, how can I tell if something is off with my gut? And I was like, please do not go off and buy some tests on the internet. Yeah. Like, please work with someone like Dr. Jen. So if someone out there is wondering, well, I wonder if I do have gut issues, what, what can they do? How can they find out this information with under the guise of your, you know, test don't guess? Yeah. Um, well, I would recommend, you know, looking for a functional, you know, functional medicine practitioner like myself, you know, there's, we, we come in, you know, there's physicians, medical doctors like myself, you know, some chiropractors might do this naturopathic doctors. I mean, but find somebody who's been trained because again, there's, there's a lot of people who say they're doing this and you just want to, you know, be, be certain of their credentials and they know what they're doing, but you know, it, it really comes down to doing the functional medicine lab testing. The two labs I use are Genova, the GI effects test, um, or doctor's data has the GI map. I, I kind of like the GI effects one. I feel like it's a little bit more patient friendly, mm-hmm. um, report and really kind of breaks down. How are you doing in the area of digestion? How, um, do you have, you know, leaky gut? What is that? The integrity of that gut lining, you know, what's the balance of the garden, the good guys and the bad guys. Um, what do the good guys and bad guys quote poof off? That's a whole other category because the more of the good guys, the more good stuff on that one. And then lastly, we look for, you know, do you have candida? Do you have a parasite? Do you have an over infection? But sometimes people not might not have a quote over infection, but they still have 
you know, bad scores or imbalance in the other places. So there's always, everybody's a little different and there's, you know, depending on the category that's off, that's how we would, would, would tweak it. But, you know, you need to have a licensed practitioner who can order one of those labs um, and then be able to interpret it. I think that's, sometimes I get nervous. There are some functional labs out there that patients can't order themselves. And then it, it just gets a little bit dicey as to what do you do with that information? Exactly. And, and you know, that's exactly what I told her. I was like, yes, you could probably find some tests online, but you're not going to know, even if you do know how to interpret it, are you going to know what to do then with that information? Yeah. You can't yeah. just go buy some probiotics off the shelf. Right. I was going to say, it's so, it, it's so much more nuanced than just say, go take a probiotic. <laughs> because again, if somebody has, um, you know, a lot of inflammation, the bad guys quote growing down there is how I always describe it to my patients taking a probiotic, it's kind of like you have a garden that's full of weeds and rocks. You don't just go in and throw down fertilizer. You've got to like tend to the soil. Wow. And so that's a process. Um, and some of the tests that are out there, I will say, I, I feel like they're so basic and superficial. I don't know that they really give the patient, you know, the, the information that they're really wanting. So I think it's worth getting the right tests from the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and two, the other part to her question. So let's say she, you know, how do I know something's off with my gut? Well, certainly if you're having a change in your, your bowels or, you know, the obvious things, yeah. yes, you should be checking, but other things are, you know, you know, mood issues, can't lose weight. Um, those are big ones because we, we, we continue to learn that the balance of your microbiome, you know, influences those things, even like, um, getting sick easily immune health is really closely tied to our gut because, you know, 70 to 80% of our quote immune system is living in our gut. So, you know, that would be another reason to look at it. So that's why I start with gut testing and everybody, whether they have GI symptoms or not, because gut health just touches everything. Absolutely. Well, and since we're talking about gut health, you know, you know that we talk a lot to the perimenopausal woman and I just feel like every perimenopausal woman needs to be in touch with what's going on in her gut because if her mood swings are extra terrible, maybe it's, you know, maybe you don't hate your partner. Maybe you just have an overgrowth in your gut. Yeah. Well to that, but also if you have an imbalance in your gut, you might not be metabolizing your mm. hormones properly, particularly estrogen. And there's ways, there's a marker that we look at uh, called beta-glucuronidase. And if it's high, that can be, you know, a sign that you have bad bacteria and if beta-glucuronidase is high, that just means that you're just not potentially detoxing as efficiently. And you could be having, um, you know, estrogen kind of backup, so to speak, whether it be artificial estrogens from our environment or just, you know, the normal way our body is clearing estrogen after it uses it. So, absolutely, you know, gut health is crucial to our, our hormone health, because if it's, you know, not where it needs to be, you know, we're going to start maybe seeing estrogen dominance, or it could magnify the symptoms of perimenopause even more. I mean, naturally, as we go through estrogen and progesterone are going down, but it could sort of make the gap between that even worse if the gut is imbalanced. So um, it's super crucial to, to hormone health, hot flashes, to look at the gut as well. And like, I, I just want people to understand, like, it is so worth this. It is so worth it to finally understand what is going on with your body, because it feels so much more, I feel just so much more empowered. Yes. After working with you, I don't, you yeah. know, I just felt so scared because 
not scared, but I mean, a little scared, frustrated, um, bewildered. Like I thought I was doing all the right things. Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't have been able to, I don't, there's no way I could have rectified this on my own. I don't feel. Yeah. But again, it was a few tweaks with you. I mean, yeah. To you, yeah. It wasn't this gigantic True. overhaul, but yeah, the labs helped us know what to kind of what lever to yeah. pull. And um, that's the cool part of it. Yeah. Um, so let's say, well, I'm super lucky because Dr. Jen is local to me. Can you talk to people? Like, how can we work with you? What is it that you offer? Because you offer also in person, you have your wild collective. So yes. tell us how we can find you and work with you and get a hold of you. Yes, thank you. Um, so my website, you know, where everything kind of lives is just my name, uh, drjenniferhorton.com. Um, no periods, no spaces. Um that's a good starting point to, um, schedule, you know, if you're, if you live in Colorado or Florida, Florida has some weird laws. So I actually am able to treat patients who live in Florida virtually, but if you live in one of those two States, you know, as a licensed physician, I'm able to, um, treat you as a one-on-one patient, order labs, make a protocol, et cetera. And so you can, the, the starting point for that would just be set up a discovery call with me. You can book it on my main page. It allows me to understand, you know, what your health story is, your journey so far, what you're looking for, and, and just figure out if this is the right fit for you and, and learn more about what I do. Um, yes, I have a group program called the Wild Collective. I have run it virtually since the pandemic. I'm now about to launch the fall version, and I'm going to do it in person at Sattva Health and Wellness. Um, my my membership patients, it's it's a program now I'm going to offer to them. It's included in their membership but also you don't have to be a one-on-one patient to be in it. I'm also going to have the virtual option as well. To me, it's, it's kind of the merger of functional integrative health. So again, if you're new to this area, or if you're just kind of wanting more guidance, evidence-based guidance as to what you should be doing to support your health holistically, this program is, is a really nice container and a curriculum for that. But it's also about that self-care piece, your stress physiology piece, you know, okay, I know all these things, Dr. Jen, but how do I like fit it into my life. It, to me, the Wild Collective helps us bring it all together. And actually that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about bringing it to my one-on-one patients as well. So again, that's strictly educational. So it's open to everybody. Um, and we start the next in-person one um, is September 13th at Sattva. Mm-hmm. And then the virtual one will be September 21st. And um, so I can um, share a link with you if people use Kylie, I was going to say you can get $100 off the program and it's $4.99 for it. It's a five-month experience. Um, and again, there's details on my on my website, but it's, um, I think, a great starting point. If you're not quite sure about, do I need to do labs or I just feel like there's some fine-tuning that's needed, mm-hmm. this is a really good place to start. Um, it really is. And I've taken part of it in in the virtual version and it is like, I think we have a hard time. We know what we need to do, but we have a hard time carving out that time. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the biggest lessons that I got from your program. Mm-hmm. So thank the, you. The other piece about the Wild Collective that's cool is we talk about this this idea of the divine feminine and mm-hmm. that energy in us. I think we, we live in a very go, 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 male dominated yeah. um, kind of push, push, push world. And so it's just, how can we soften and how can we, you know, listen to our bodies and go with the rhythms and our cycles instead of just always feeling like we're clashing against them. So that's another piece that I 
that's weaved into the wild collective that I think is more than, you know, some other programs out there. I actually think that's why I was so interested in it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. If I recall, this is something I'm still working on and learning how to do. I agree. It's a practice. Yeah. It's just, it's not an energy that's yeah. It's just not an energy that we're used to cultivating and honoring. I think, you know, I do know. And I think it's hard to, I love that you're bringing it to the forefront because I think a lot of the people that offer that um, are a little too, I don't connect with them. Their lives seem so different than mine. But if you who, you know, you're like me and I can see how you do it. I just resonate more with the message Mm -hmm. coming from you and the way that you go about it. Not that there's a right or a wrong way. I'm just saying for me, it's more powerful coming Mm -hmm. from you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I love weaving the two together, you know, the the Western side and the Eastern, mm-hmm. you know, because I teach meditation and yoga as well. Yeah. I mean, to me, the, the that program is a culmination of all of that. And, um, but ultimately, right, you need to find, you know, what works best for you, what feels right, you know, who you resonate with. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a really fun experience. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Like I said, I just had the most fabulous experience working with you. She's not a miracle worker, you guys. I want to be clear. You're not going to lose 20 pounds if you sign up with Dr. Jen and take her (laughs) supplements and you meditate. That's not what this is. This is like, I was feeling really crappy and now I don't feel crappy. (laughs) Right. Right. My hair's not falling out. And, but you'll be set up to lose the 20 pounds later. It just yes. might not be at the beginning. I will say that. I mean, too, I think everybody often weight losses on their list, right? Yeah. But if the body is inflamed and stressed or has detox issues, it ain't going to happen. So oh. it's about setting up the dominoes. So, you know, absolutely. You results you just want. a quick side note on this. I have a friend who was in like chronic pain. She started addressing her chronic pain about a year ago, she's finally in a really great spot and everyone cannot stop talking about how great she looks, which we all know what that means. And so it's, but it's, she's like, my goal was not to lose weight. My goal was to now feel better. Now I can move better. Now I can actually work out. So that's now I actually want to feel my body better. It's that whole ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Just like you could have a negative ripple effect. If you don't sleep, you drink wine, you're agitated, stress is like, Mm -hmm. which train track do you want to be on? Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Jen. I will make sure everyone knows how to get a hold of you with Wild Collective, your website and all of that. Thanks again for everything you do. Yeah, my pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. As usual, Dr. Jen always delivers the best information. I look forward to having her back on the show. You guys do not forget to check Dr. Jen out at her website, Dr. Jennifer Horton, Dr. Jennifer. There's no dots or anything. So you can check out her different programs that I highly recommend, as well as working with her one-on-one. Now, not everyone is able to do that because of state laws, but if you're in Colorado or Florida, you do have the opportunity to work with her. Thank you so much for tuning in today and until next time. Bye-bye.